Are you ready to be awakened and empowered in your calling and purpose? Are you a builder and shaper of the church, marketplace, and society? Welcome to Transformation Generation Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Schneider, and I look forward to helping you get equipped as a catalyst of the kingdom in your sphere. We've prayed, we've fasted. Why does it seem like things haven't changed yet in Canada? (laughs) And some people might dare to even ask, why does it seem like things are getting worse? Well, first of all, these are legitimate questions that it's okay to ask. And sometimes our, even our charismatic religiosity, we don't want to ask such a question because we think that maybe we're uh, having a lack of faith or letting God down. But this isn't the truth at all, because God is aware of what you are aware of. And if things are bad, things are bad. (laughs) And if things are getting worse, things are getting worse. Well, first of all, let me say that I believe wholeheartedly in prayer and fasting. I remember when I first began to teach on uh, system building for national transformation, People were saying, wow, Pastor Derek doesn't believe in prayer anymore. He only believes in building systems that change nations. But, you know, it's both and. It doesn't have to be either or. And our human nature, we're given over to extremes quite often. But what do we do and why when we've prayed, fasted, uh, you know, done these kind of prayer meetings and vigils for years and years, why does it seem like things have only gotten worse in Canada or things have not yet changed? Well, first of all, let me say that prayer does change things. Let me just say that one more time, just in case. Prayer does change things. And uh, I have not yet seen a man or woman of God uh, that has done anything extraordinary for the kingdom that doesn't have a prayer life or a move of God that didn't, uh, that prayer didn't precede it. But the challenge we face is often we shift over to an extreme uh, sort of theology that if we've prayed, then we've done it. And we're praying in, in such a way that we're waiting on God to come down and do what he's either already, you know, done for us or uh, what he's asking us to do. So we pray in such a way as though the problem with the management of the earth and our nations is all God's responsibility. And we hope that if we can type in the secret passcode in prayer, or if we yell loud enough, or if we you know, do various exercises and prophetic acts as good as those are, that somehow God is going to wake up and decide to change the nation for us. Well, this is a challenge in our thinking. When you look scripturally, we don't necessarily see this. Let me highlight first that God does respond to a critical mass cry that ascends to heaven, whether it's uh, sin and and, uh, corruption uh, that reaches a peak where God responds to it sovereignly, uh, or there are times where there's a significant cry or move of prayer Uh, that causes God to respond. But this actually is more of the exception than the rule. (laughs) It's not actually a formula per se. And God often moves sovereignly uh, on his own schedule in his own time according to things he has set in place. God decides to do something sovereignly and the prophets announce it and prophetic voices announce that it's going to happen. But the way we have have, uh, seen it as prayer only 
Uh, once we've prayed, we can sit back and wait for God to change everything. I'm sorry, you're going to be waiting a very long time. <laughs> it's actually the same reason why a revival in a particular local church doesn't necessarily disciple the nation or transform the nation. What's my scriptural basis for having this understanding? And I'll unpackage it a little bit more for you. But Psalm 115 and verse 16 actually says, the heavens are the Lord's, the earth has been given to the sons of men. That is to say that the heavens belong to the Lord, and of course the earth belongs to the Lord and everything in it, but God has handed authority over to us as human beings to be managers of this earth. We see here a division of labor. We see it all the way back in Genesis when uh, it says, let us make man in our image and likeness. There's the let us factor. That's the God responsibility. And then it says, and let them. That let them there is very powerful. Let them have dominion. God actually is stepping back and giving human beings responsibility when it comes to dominion and the management of the earth. Does God get involved sovereignly? Does God respond to the prayers of his people? Yes, but as a general rule or principle, God actually has given the affairs of the earth over to mankind. And this is why <clears throat> when he says, let us make man in our image and let them have dominion over the earth, this is a division of labor, a division of responsibility. What am I saying? God actually will withhold himself to a certain degree when it comes to responsibility to maintain partnership with man for change and impact on the earth. God wants partnership with sons and daughters, not codependent relationship with children. Did you catch that? You know, when you're a baby and you're a child, you look to your father and mother to do everything for you. When you have a problem or something's out of order, you automatically turn to your mom and dad, mommy and daddy to come and solve it all for you. But if you were to grow and get older and this still is the dynamic, that's called a codependent relationship, and it would actually crip you in your ability to become a mature son or daughter. God behaves the same way. He wants you to manage the earth as he would if he was in your shoes. <laughs> God actually wants you to do what he would do. And this is why Jesus' prayer life was a lot to do with only doing on earth what he saw and heard the Father doing. So he saw it as his responsibility to pray and see what God wants done, to get strategy, to hear something from heaven, and then he would go and execute. I believe it's time for the Canadian church to move beyond religious prayers and religious protocols. I believe in protocol, I believe in intercession, I believe in prophetic acts, but I believe it's time for us to hear and see something and become the executives of the management of the earth, to really take dominion and hand Canada over to God so that he will have dominion from sea to sea. It's time. So when we look at this codependent relationship, God wants us to mature and be sons and daughters that go into the harvest and actually execute for the purpose of transformation. We're looking for prayer, the prayer movement to merge and have a, a marriage with uh, the apostolic movement and the building up and transformation of society, the actual execution, rather than waiting for God to come down and 
possess gates of influence or make changes. We are the ones that are the salt and light of the earth. It's time, like Michelle Pexa has said so well, uh, and such an incredible revelation she had on the marriage between revival and transformation. It's time for the both and. Now, I want to point out another interesting scripture to you. And, and we can only really have understanding of this when you, when you understand that the, all of life is governed by certain laws and principles. So the heavens and the spiritual realm are governed by certain laws and principles that if we as believers apply, we can get a very spiritual, significant result. In the same way, the earth is governed by laws and principles. That's why Ecclesiastes in the Wisdom Book say, I've seen something under the sun, under heaven. I've seen a dynamic, I've seen certain trends, I've seen certain laws and principles, and, and this is actually why uh, the wise king says it seems like the unsaved, the heathen are prospering. It seems like in, in Canada, the church is the tail and not the head. Why is this? Well, when it comes to the governing of the earth, of nations, uh, and it comes to the ruling and excelling in the natural realm, uh, it's not necessarily just because you're a Christian, you're going to be the head and not the tail in society. Society and nations actually belong to those who understand the laws and principles of how to govern and make critical changes in society. That's why we see that often unsaved people and the heathen are making the changes and uh, accomplishing great impact in our nations, but for uh, the wrong team, so to speak. I love what Pat, Fra uh, Pat Francis said a while back. She said, well, you were praying for that block. The Muslims bought that block and are building mosques on it. Why? It's because the earth belongs to those who understand the laws and principles that govern a society and go in as influencers. This was the secret of Daniel and Joseph, by the way. How was it that Joseph was able to manage the greatest economy of the greatest nation of the then known world during a famine and in prosperity? Well, I bet he had more than a prayer life. I bet he attended more than the prayer meeting. I bet Joseph had an understanding of how economy works and the laws and principles of managing a nation's budget and economy. We see a very amazing scripture in uh, Ecclesiastes, no, Proverbs chapter 13, and verse 23, Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 23, profound passage that we often overlook that says uh, the fallow ground of the poor could produce much fruit, it could produce much food, but it is swept away by injustice. What does this mean? The fallow ground of the poor could produce much food, but it is swept away by injustice. This essentially means that anybody, anywhere, any people group, in any demographic, can produce a result, can produce uh, prosperity, can produce food. But the issue is not prayerlessness necessarily. The issue is it is swept away by injustice. I want you to take that word injustice, switch it around with the word disorganization. It is swept away by disorganization. You see, God sees any injustices that are taking place on the earth as disorganization within the earth. And he calls you and I to bring justice to the earth, to bring organization to the earth. Therefore, if a nation has corruption or sex trafficking or, you know, demonic ideologies creeping into the school system, the education system, God sees this not just as an injustice, 
his mindset sees it as chaos. He sees it as a disorganized world. And guess who he's asked to go in and bring change and organize it? He's asked you and I. <laughs> so you could be praying for hours and hours, wanting God to come down and enter the educational system and make those changes. Well, guess what? While you're waiting on God, God has been waiting on you to go in with the, the kingdom principles he's given you, <clears throat> the Holy Spirit, the, he's given you authority. We have Jesus Christ inside of us, but we have defaulted. We have, especially in Canada, I find a, a default setting to praying, hoping, and waiting. Waiting for God to come down and do what he's asked us to do. So what do we do when we are judges of the earth and managers of the earth? We're bringing organization. We're coming and entering the gates of society in, in an opposing spirit or the opposite spirit of, of what is normal in the order of the day. And we are present. We're in increasing our engagement. We're, we're studying, we're learning, we're developing ourselves to become, uh, you know, problem solvers, to become useful and, and, and those who are catalysts of transformation in a society. This is the merging of the prayer and action. And so what you generally see today is that you can almost label it as a principle, but the world belongs to those who push the hardest. Nations belong to those who are the most strategic and make plans and push the hardest. Nations belong to those who are the most strategic. We have had underground movements in Canada covertly uh, walking out a systematic 10-year, 20-year plan for quite a long time. And now we're seeing the result of seeds that have been planted secretly, watered over a period of time, strategy put in place, and have actually caused the change of laws, are actually pushing the nation in a certain direction. And now I'm sad to say it's going in a certain direction with great momentum. Why? The world belongs to those who are the most organized, the most strategic, and those who increase their activity and engagement for the transformation of society the way they want it to go. So what do we do now as believers? Do we stop praying? Do we take on a more secularized approach? No, we have to keep praying. Prayer does have an impact, but prayer without us walking out of the prayer meeting and into society with strategy, with, uh, with kingdom principles, with organization, by the way. Prayer, without all of those things, is just basically waiting on God. We'll see a minimal result, which is what we've been uh, seeing up until this point. This is why it's an era for the church of training and equipping. It's an era for preparing the laborers so that they can be sent into society as mature sons, as mature. Thanks for listening to Transformation Generation Podcast. If you liked what you heard, visit historymakersacademy.com to enroll in one of our cutting edge trainings. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, History Makers TV, or download our History Makers Society app today.